This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Skillshare and Robinhood. We humans have really been bastards when it comes to every other living thing on this planet. We've never met a tree that we didn't immediately want to chop down, nor an animal that we didn't immediately want to get a nice taste of. Mm. And the few plants and animals that we've treated okay on account of them surviving long enough in our presence, we've then brought those with us over to new places and let them just run wild and ruin things for us. Mm-hmm. In the story of the Earth, folks, we are the villain. Yeah. And if we're the villain, then who's the hero? Well, I don't know. But it might be Diego the tortoise, whose weird tortoise dick has almost single-handedly saved his species from extinction. Diego here is a 100-year-old Galapagos giant tortoise. And uh, giant, it's not really an exaggeration. These things are huge, weighing up to around uh, 850 pounds and measuring up to 6 feet long. Uh, That's uh, 385 kilograms and 183 centimeters for everyone watching from outside the United States. Uh, For thousands of years, these big boys and thick girls lived peacefully on the Galapagos Islands with no natural predators and a population estimated at around 200,000 in the 16th century. But by the late 20th century, there were only around 3,000 left. Who did this? Well, we did, folks. We, We did this. But hey, in our defense, and not to victim blame, but everyone who ate Galapagos tortoise meat during the age of exploration gave it rave reviews, with some saying that it was the best thing they'd ever eaten. If you didn't want us to eat you, it shouldn't have been so delicious. Yeah. And I, uh, I, when I visited the Auckland, New Zealand Zoo, they had uh, some Galapagos tortoises there, and it, like, I felt... <laughs> Did you put, like, a, a napkin in and, like, get your fork and knife out and just no, drool? No, I would never. <clears throat> but it, 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 I, it was like... You ever see something that your brain just can't make any fucking sense of? Sure. These things are too goddamn big. No. Like, they had, they had ones that, like, they looked like they were the size of cars. They're absolutely massive. They're trying to have sex with each other, but, like, it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. 900 pounds or some shit. Anyway, these yeah. things are very large and majestic. It's like watching Americans have sex. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, in addition to people killing and eating these delicious tortoises, uh, deforestation plus invasive species like dogs, rats, pigs, and cats eating tortoise eggs all day, uh, it really did a number on the Galapagos tortoise. Thankfully, though, unlike with countless other animal species, uh, people wised up about this situation just in time, right before it was too late, when the population was down to around mm, just 1% what it was pre-human contact. Ecuador made these guys a protected species. They banned the capture and trade of them. They made all uninhabited areas of the Galapagos a national park, and they set up the Charles Darwin Research Center for study and breeding of Galapagos species. Bringing them back from the brink of extinction would be a slow process, though, because Galapagos tortoises don't even reach sexual maturity until they're around 25 years old. They're late bloomers. Yeah. Now, before we tell you about how Diego the horny sex tortoise saved his species, though, we should mention one of the ways the Galapagos National Park Service dealt with invasive animal species. Obviously, they killed them. But in the case of wild goats, they came up with a system where they'd capture a goat, sterilize it, put a radiolocation collar on it, and release it back into the wild. This goat was called the Judas goat, and after letting it back into the wild to find a herd to live with, they'd track down Judas, and then a team of marksmen would shoot all the goats dead. Except Judas, though, who they would allow to go find another herd to live with before repeating the process. Uh, In the end, after watching every other member of their species get gunned down right in front of them, the Judas goats were allowed to live out the rest of their days in peace. I don't know if goats can experience trauma. For survivor's guilt? Yeah. I would hope not. 
because it's just like, oh, I keep trying to make friends. They just, just keep dying. And the second them. I do, <laughs> they all start dropping dead. Well, he finally got some friends in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah, sometimes you just got to kill some animals to save some animals. And don't worry, there's still plenty of goats out there. <laughs> yeah, sure. Anyways, let's talk about Diego, the tortoise who fucks. So Diego was born around 100 years ago on the Galapagos island of Española. And he's a member of a specific species native to that island that isn't quite as giant as other Galapagos tortoises, but still pretty big. Uh, he, he's around three feet long, weighs 175 pounds. Sorry, that's 91 centimeters and 79 kilograms. Anyways, while still just a child, Diego was kidnapped and brought to the San Diego Zoo in 1928. Now, by the 1960s, it was found that the tortoise population on Española had dropped to just two males and 12 females. Nice. <laughs> and all of them were taken from Española and brought to the Darwin Research Station on Santa Cruz Island for protection. Researchers started looking for other Espanola tortoises in zoos around the world and found Diego, who was brought back in 1977 and placed into a captive breeding program with just 14 other tortoises. And it sounds like Diego was more than happy to put that weird dick to work. Espanola's tortoise population was just 14 half a century ago, but in the 43 years since Diego was put to work, the number has risen to around 2,000, with over 800 of those tortoises being Diego's offspring. Mm. He's become quite a celebrity because of this and an inspiration to his fellow tortoises, with one researcher telling the BBC, something that hasn't been acknowledged is it's not just the 800 babies he sired, but that he then inspired the other males to become sexually active. Out of pure jealousy. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, have you tried this thing? So you got, look, look the ratio in here, fantastic. Three yeah. boys, 12 girls. Uh, don't fuck any of my kids. That's <laughs> four girls for every boy. Let's fucking uh, do it. The Espinola tortoise breeding program has been so successful that Diego and his fellow sex tortoises are now being sent back home to Espinola for the first time in decades. For Diego, that means going back home after 90 years away to an island filled with his children and grandchildren. And they better show him some damn respect. That's all I got to say. Yeah. However, at this point, we do need to point out now that uh, the Diego narrative has gotten a bit twisted in the lamestream media. Yeah, he deserves respect and admiration for his for all of his vigorous fucking. But he, of course, he wasn't the only male tortoise putting in work. Yeah. So we said Diego is responsible for 40% of Espanola's population. But another tortoise, a tortoise with no name, simply known as E5, is apparently responsible for the other 60%. Now, if you're keeping track, that still leaves one more male, known as E3, who, cool. like, like his gamer name suggests, <laughs> was very unsuccessful with sex and didn't really contribute anything. Typical. Now, according to genetic testing of the tortoises born in captivity and returned to Española, E5 did a lot more to solve the problem than Diego did. So where's his parade? Well, it turns out, just like with humans, it's less about how hard you work than it is how conspicuous you are while you do it. Uh, and Diego seems to have learned the value of showmanship while living in California. He learned a lot. Mm -hmm. A biologist explained to the New York Times that Diego has, quote, a big personality, quite aggressive, active and vocal in his mating habits, and so I think he has gotten most of the attention. Diego is also said to have enthusiastically approached visitors and mugged for the cameras, while E5 was a bit more shy and did his fucking discreetly, often at night. Come on, Diego, have some class. E5 never even took his socks off. Yeah. Turn the lights off, babe. Can't yeah. do it in the daylight. Diego got the whips out. But just a bunch of hundred-year-old giant tortoises trying to bang here. We're hideous. It's yeah. disgusting. We got lo weird long necks. Do they say whose dick was bigger? Because maybe Diego just wanted to show it off. I don't know. I mean, a regular Burt Ward. <laughs> it could be. 
But uh, yeah, yeah. He, Diego, he got he got the limelight. Yeah. Cause he'd he'd see the visitors out there. Cause hey, you guys won't watch me fuck. Like, hey, let's do it over here. Yeah. He's he was happy to perform. He was yeah. a, he's he's a porno porno tortoise. Yes. Whereas E five, more of the family values thing. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not I'm not doing this for anyone but the species. E five is like a Catholic. Mm-hmm. Just breeding and breeding and breeding and breeding. E three, he's got his Nintendo Switch. He don't. Care. <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave me out of this. I hope we all die. <laughs> Just totally black-pilled. Yeah. Why do I have to live to be 150 yeah. years old? <laughs> He's a doomer, that's for sure. Now, in any case, the Espanola species of Galapagos tortoise, uh, they're saved. The Job lack, well done. The lack of genetic diversity is still a pretty serious concern, but the species is in much better shape than it was 50 years ago. Just like the monarchy. Yeah. Yeah, they're all kind of weird looking, mm-hmm. but uh, got to respect them. But hey, they're still in charge and you're yeah. not, so. Anyway, yeah, this is a happy ending. Uh, especially compared to the tortoises from the Galapagos island of Pinta, who uh, went extinct just eight years ago after the final Pinta tortoise, Lonesome George, died with no offspring. Uh, Toward the end, after realizing that Lonesome George was almost certainly the last of his species, they tried to mate him with some other species of tortoise to produce hybrids because it's better than nothing, uh, but none of the eggs were ever viable. It's super depressing. That sucks. He is taxidermied now. You can see him. Oh, good. uh, Hey, at least Lonesome George... Got to have sex a few times before his entire species ended. It's the least they could have done. They put him on display and you can rub his dick for good luck. <laughs> Bad luck. F- fully erect. <laughs> you rub you rub Lumsome George's dick. If and you don't he, want kids. You never have children. Yeah, if you don't want kids, you go down there and you rub his dick. You are the end of your family line. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, speaking of ecosystems being destroyed and people trying whatever they can to fix it before it's too late, let's check in on Australia, which is on fire. Good news, Aussies. Amazon's Jeff Bezos has pledged a donation of $690,000 to bushfire relief efforts. Nice. How how nice of him. Thanks, Jeff. Oh, what's that? Jeff Bezos has a net worth of $116 billion, and Amazon has a market value of $930 billion. And this donation is equal to roughly three to five minutes worth of income for Bezos. In other words, equivalent to the average American donating 63 cents. Okay, communist. Jeez. Yeah, go ahead now and get it out of your system. Type away. At least he donated something. How much have you donated? He didn't have to donate anything. There you go. There you sure. go. Yeah, we got All it out right. for you. You got it out. Uh, look, whatever. Fine. But it is pretty funny when you see that the donation from the world's richest man is less than the 750000 that Metallica donated and the $1 million that Elton John and Kylie Jenner and Chris Hemsworth each donated. And only slightly higher than the half a million dollar donations from Pink and fucking Bette Midler, among many, many others. Now, of course, we're just talking millionaires versus billionaires here, and it can be hard to really visualize that level of wealth and the difference between a million and a billion. They're all rich, so who cares, right? Well, to best put into perspective how cheap and insignificant Jeff Bezos' wildfire donation is, this person here is Kaylin Ward. Up until recently, she was your typical Instagram model with around 30,000 followers, but on January 3rd, she made the internet an offer. An offer it couldn't refuse. Donate to one of these bushfire charities, send me a screenshot of the receipt, and for every $10 you donated, I shall give you one nude photo of myself. It's a simple proposition. Mm -hmm. Now, for some, your knee-jerk reaction might be that this is a pretty cynical way to get horny people to follow Kaylin and give her money. But, as Kaylin Ward herself said in a tweet, three days into her Nudes for Bushfire donations plan, for everyone saying I only did this to promote my OnlyFans, y'all are insane. 
I raised over a million dollars, offered my product, my nude photos, for free, and spent money and time sending that free product to thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. I raised one million dollars for Australia at the sake of my naked body being exposed on the internet to millions and millions of people. That's a scary feeling to be that vulnerable and exposed to the world. But I did it because I wanted to do something good. Yeah, you heard that right too. Uh, one million dollars in bushfire donations. In other words, $310,000 more than what Amazon founder and richest person alive, Jeff Bezos, pulled out of his car's ashtray. Uh, he should have given it to her and made her send all that many thousand Maybe news. he did. Maybe these two stories came yeah, together. Yeah. He's like, the other 310000 I gave to yeah, I gave to her. And this wasn't without sacrifice. Kaylin Ward's Instagram was shut down for violating the TOS, and she says her family has disowned her over this. Stupid family. What a yeah. dumb shit family. Daughter is a hero. Yeah. Uh, they'll, they'll come back around, I, I hope. Uh, but sometimes you just got to do what's right, even if that means showing your butthole to thousands of strangers on the internet. Yeah. It's not the easiest path, but she did it anyway. It was a noble path. Yeah. So. What have you done? Anyway, speaking of using sex to save Australia, Australian sex toy supplier Geeky Sex Toys has come out with a new product called the Dan on the Donation Dildo. Which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a dildo to raise donation money. The $69 nice. dildo features Australia's national colors of green and gold. There's an imprint of a koala on the shaft. And the base is shaped like the continent of Australia. Wow. Mm-hmm. 100% of the profits from sales of this dildo are going to bushfire relief. And they say that so far they've raised over $22,000. Pretty good. Yeah. It's no nudes for donos, but, you know. Well, it's one of those things, like, you have to use it if you buy it. Right. It's not really something where you can, like, put it on the on the mantle and be like, yeah. It's a pretty good novelty item. I, it is a good novelty item, but it's not really something that, like, a lot of people would have in their homes to be like, yeah, Only the cool I, also, I also did my part to save uh, yeah. bushfires. So. Now, you can't get mad at someone for having this on display in their living room. What do you mean? That's just a koala on a tree oh, branch. I'm sorry. Do you like koalas burning to death? Me, personally, I don't like koalas. That's why them. I have the dildo. That's why I have, I proudly display. And thousands of nude photos. $69 donation dildo. Yeah. And also all of these pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. Catastrophic environmental devastation. I don't know. It seems like something that would kind of kill the mood generally <laughs> under most circumstances. True. But hey, they're doing their part. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Good for them. Well, some of the people uh, worst affected by these fires are also some of the most isolated. The town of Malakuta, which was featured in some of the eeriest photos to come out of these fires with skies turned completely red, has been effectively cut off from the rest of Australia thanks to the wildfires for the last two weeks. Supplies of food, water, and other necessities have been delivered via emergency shipments from the Royal Australian Navy. And because this is Australia, beer is one of those necessities. Oh, so Foster's then? Everyone knows Foster's was, is not the beer of Australia. I was told that Foster's was Australian for beer. Great marketing on the part of their U.S. distributor. But no, Elliot. Australia does not like Foster's. What about Outback Steakhouse, the national restaurant? Oh, well, they, they eat Outback every night. Now, yeah, that's a correct one. Now, they eat a Hungry Jack. Yeah, I know. Which is just Burger King. Yep. Anyway, yeah, Melbourne-based brewery Carlton and United wanted to help out in any way that they could. And they're a brewery, so yeah, they happily handed over 800 gallons, 3,000 liters, of their beer to the Navy for delivery to Malacuta. The brewery's CEO told the press... A pub with no beer is bad enough at the best of times. After what Malakuta residents and firefighters have been through, the least we could do is make sure they could enjoy a beer. And, uh, yeah, for anyone who's 
being a jerk and arguing that space on those naval ships could have been better, more effectively used by more essential items. Well, guess what? An Australian military spokesperson told CNN that the military recognizes how this resupply will positively impact the morale of the community. Mm -hmm. So there you go. They need this beer. Yes. Let them have it. And also, in addition to all of that beer, that generous donation of beer, uh, Carlton and United Brewery also donated $1 million reduced to bushfire charities about the same amount as what fucking Jeff Bezos donated. Yeah, more. So, <sighs> even when Bezos is trying to do good, he looks like a shithead. Just, yeah. yeah. You know, how, do, how do the rich stay rich? I guess, I guess. Fractions of a percent at a time. Yeah, I guess that's how they do it. Yeah. Now, speaking of money, it's time for some ad reads before we get into the headlines part of this show. This episode is sponsored by Skillshare. Make 2020 a year where you explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and get lost in creativity with Skillshare's online classes. What you find might just surprise and inspire you. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. With so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. Skillshare offers classes designed for real life so you can move your creative journey forward without putting life on hold. You can learn and grow with short classes that fit your busy routine. Categories include animation, film and video, graphic design, photography, music, and more. Just looking at this best of list for the category of uh, graphic design, see a bunch of classes here for stuff like logo design, typography. I, mean, I definitely want to take some of these classes, maybe use them for future merch drops. We might need to update our logo sometime in the future. So one day, yeah. One day, learn those skills. <laughs> Skillshare is also incredibly affordable considering what you get access to, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month, and if you use our link down in the description, you'll get two free months of premium membership at Skillshare. Again, click the link in the description and get two free months of premium membership and explore your creativity. And this episode is sponsored by Robinhood. Mm -hmm. 2020 is the perfect time to start thinking about 2040. With Robinhood, you can invest in the markets and earn interest with a competitive APY on uninvested cash. They make it easy to get started and learn as you grow with an intuitive app experience and no commission fees on trades. And stock prices don't have to hold you back. You can buy a piece of a company you love for as low as $1 and build your portfolio a little bit at a time. Buy one share, buy half a share, three and a quarter shares. It's up to you. Your budget, your goals. Your first stock is on the house when you set up your account. Go to weird.robinhood.com to learn more and claim your free stock. Again, that is weird.robinhood.com. And uh, here's the uh, fast disclosures part. Uh, annual percentage yield APY on uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. Robinhood Financial is not a bank. The free stock offer is subject to terms and conditions. All investments involve risk. Other fees may apply. Visit rbnhd.co slash fees. We both use Robinhood and uh, it's easy. Yeah. So if you're looking to give the market a try and uh, just don't be an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be an idiot. They give you the, the tools to make <laughs> informed decisions. Yes. Use those tools. Mm -hmm. Anyways, time to look at some of the funniest headlines of the week, many of which I wish I could have really gone deep dive on here because it was a weird week. But let's start with my favorite. Kansas man wants to settle ugly custody battle with trial by combat with Japanese swords. Did he also ask, like, made sure that he could get the time off from work and they approved it too or something? Uh, like he's, I, he's really going for it. Yeah, and like, he, of course, he's a big fan of Game of Thrones. That's where he got the idea from. Of course, he drinks and he knows things. And that's why yeah. his wife's leaving. And he is, uh, if you're wondering what his lawyer thinks of this, uh, he is representing himself. Perfect. Um... And, uh, yeah, if you're wondering if this man is one of those men's rights activists who uh, 
you know, has some strong opinions about uh, how custody works out in divorce proceedings, ding, ding, ding again. Yeah. I mean, he might be a great dad. I don't know. But he is, uh, his, his whole reasoning behind this is he's like, yeah, you may say it's absurd that I'm asking for trial by combat, but I think it's absurd the way the courts treat dads in this country. I mean, it is kind of absurd. Yeah, he, he's not, like, that's, they're not wrong. It's just yeah. that when There's guys, a little bit of truth in everything. When, yeah, this, these guys, they have a point. Yes. I'm not going to take that away from them, but the way they express it is oftentimes hilarious, yeah. but like sad hilarious. She wouldn't battle me in verbal combat, yeah. so the next <laughs> best thing. Debate, debate, <laughs> debate. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I'd like to settle this with a healthy debate in the marketplace of ideas, Your Honor. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I feel like um, if he did have an attorney, the attorney would tell him, to uh, not, He's not making a good not, case yeah, for not do this because um, I, it would be hard as a judge to uh, have you know one party in divorce proceedings demand uh, trial by trial combat, by combat yeah. and say okay you, actually sir now that you've brought that these up, kids are in a safer place you can uh, have, <laughs> have this man will like, protect his children with swords with yeah you can ha- keep the kids in your house just with you all weekend long he's got swords it's fine but what's the wife into. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. I think she's into getting the fuck out of this marriage. <laughs> Probably. Uh, moving on. Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop Shop is selling a candle called Smells Like My Vagina. Yeah, that's my favorite Nirvana song. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, so uh, if, if you're not aware, uh, Gwyneth Wait, Paltrow yeah. is uh, dab- <laughs> not dabbling. Full full force big businesswoman in uh, pseudoscience, yeah. homeopathy, well, and a bunch of other garbage. It's just a lifestyle brand, Ricky. Like, no, it's pure garbage. It's it's about women, obviously. Rich, she got her rich vagina. white women. The reason this candle smells so good is because she steamed her vagina. Yeah, and, and then she uh, shoved a, a yoni egg up in uh, there yeah, yeah. to it, unleash her true potential. And, and boom, there you go. Now she's got a show on Netflix to peddle all this bullshit with. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's goop. Although, so the story behind this one, when I first heard it, I was like, this fucking maniac, this, yeah. this self-absorbed bitch. But no. She does have a sense of humor. The story is like she and her perfumist, they were trying out scents, and she's like, this one smells like my vagina. So they didn't make it a perfume. But for some reason, she decided, oh, it would be funny to whatever to make a candle that smells like a vagina. Yeah, it's all marketing for a fucking Uh, Netflix show. And obviously this would sell because it's kooky and weird and... But the, the fact remains is Goop is not a good company. Yeah, they're, uh, uh, they're telling lies. Yeah. Or at least half-truths. Yeah. They're, they're not a good source for health information. Yeah. I mean, if you're buying, like, incense or something like that. Yeah, whatever. Sure, whatever. whatever. But yeah. once you start, like, jamming rocks up your hoo-ha, yeah, I don't know. Maybe don't trust... Uh, uh, the, the show's out now. I haven't watched it yet. But oh. I, 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 don't, I feel like I don't want to because I'll just get infuriated. Yeah. I did finally start watching The Circle, though. And it is as bonkers as people say. Okay. It's just, it is a, it's a, it's a good trash TV watch. But I cannot, it is driving me nuts. The whole show is people conversing through voice recognition because it types it out and it's uh, a chat room. Yeah, that, that'd be So it's just people dictating the entire time. It, it yeah, drives I'm, me nuts. But the okay. show overall is a, worth it if you're into trash reality. Compared to The Bachelor? Oh, no, nothing beats The Bachelor. Okay. That, that, that fucking lady drinking the uh, champagne this week where it blew up all over her face. Uh, that was funny, but everyone found it a lot yeah. funnier than I did. You know, I don't always have to be such a classy bitch. And then, bro, just a face full of fucking champagne. Yeah, uh, maybe if I knew the characters better. Then it just started. Just watch it. You'll like it. Uh, California couple left out bikes for thieves, beat them, posted videos to YouTube, police say. Cool crime. 
I mean, I'm, I am kind of torn on it, but it's it's uh, it's entrapment. It's it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, they're not they're not in the right, but they're, they're not, not in the wrong, wrong either. either. Yeah. It's uh, you know. Well, and also this all like it wasn't like they were just like, hey, let's put a bait bike out. They they had been uh, had their property stolen. Yeah. And that led up to this, you know. It's a, yeah. They had an origin story. Being being stolen from does... Put, it sucks. It puts you in a mental place that is uh, a bit crazy because yeah. Yeah, it takes you back to your primal state of, like, Someone wronged wrong. me. Yes. <laughs> it makes, it, it makes it, you very spiteful. It changes you. Yes, yes. It, it makes you crave revenge. And yeah. I, I totally understand uh, doing this. Also, the, <laughs> typically when anything of less than a certain amount of value, and that, like, spe- specifically in California, like, if you the get something stolen care. for that's less than, like, a couple grand, they're, they're, yeah, we filed the report. Yeah, don't give a shit. If anyone says anything or we find stolen property, we'll let you know. So then you, then if you have property stolen, you kind of turn into a vigilante because you, you feel do. helpless from the police. Yeah. So I completely, completely 100% understand where they're coming from. Yeah. I mean, the whole part where they... Uh, also, I love that they were, like, guaranteed, like, ready for this and uh, apparently better fighters than the criminals themselves. Well, they, they had the element of surprise. True. But, yeah, I think if, if they didn't have the part where they came out and just beat the shit out of these people, <laughs> that, that, I think that's where they went wrong. I, uh, yeah, just beat them up without the video. Yeah, or, I don't know. That's evidence. I don't know. Like, yeah, it... The I'll part, tell you yeah, what. If they, if they didn't beat them up, gonna, they'd be in the They're going to think twice before robbing anyone else. Sends a message. Or respect. Or they'll return with their gang and murder these people. Yeah, that's another thing to consider. Sometimes it's just better off leaving enough alone. Yeah. Just being like, Sometimes, hey, I lost this one. That's yeah. good. Sometimes vengeance good, can uh, go completely yeah. off the deep end. These things can escalate in ways you uh, maybe don't want, depending yeah. on where you live, especially. Yeah, it's like all, all the videos on Reddit where it's like... Uh, uh, like a girlfriend, I'll be like, start a fight, and then what are you doing? Oh, great! Now I either have to get my ass beat or get an assault charge. Yeah, there, there, there's the only two options here. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's best to just walk away, be glad that uh, you're alive, not in jail. Yeah, but well, hey, <laughs> good for them, I guess. I, I listen. We're told, they, but they uh, had a plan. Kind of, kind of feels good. It. Kind of feels yeah. a little bit good. Yeah. Uh, here's a fun one. Firefest's Andy King partners with Evian to sell water so good you'd do anything for it. Well, uh, another thing that we said on a video a long time ago, well, over a year now, uh, that uh, came true. Because yeah. we made the joke on that video. We're like, it's so good you'll suck dick for if it. You, if you did not watch, I can't remember the title of this specific Firefest documentary, but it was the Netflix one? I th- yeah, it was the Netflix one. Yeah. I believe. Um, but yeah, this guy, Andy King, like pretty much the only likable character. Out of the whole thing. In, uh, what was the main guy's name? Billy McFarlane. Billy McFarlane. Yeah. Andy King's like the only likable person in Billy McFarlane's entourage. He like actually cares about his job. He's actually sincerely trying to make the Firefest be a success. Mm-hmm. And Billy McFarlane, fucking bastard that he is, sends Andy King down to like the customs office. And he's like, Andy, you have to suck someone's dick to get our water or Evian water through customs. Yeah. And he, he agrees he went down to there. He doesn't end up sucking the dick. And but the, he would have done it. The customs guy seems offended about even the possibility of that, but he was ready to do it. Yeah. And so, yeah, this, uh, this is a perfect branding opportunity. I'm just gl- glad that Evian had the balls to do it. Yeah, it's only it's like a limited edition thing. There's like a, well, yeah. a sweepstakes to get the custom bottles. It's all for social media. The customs bottles. Yeah. These but, are the uh, ones he almost had to suck dick for. Yeah. Obviously, Firefest didn't use them, so. 
No. I, I didn't even realize this. Ryan Reynolds had him in an ad like a year ago, like right after. What is up the with him happened. scooping up all the memery? Yeah, it was like it was like a week after the documentary came out. He got him in a commercial for his gin. Yeah, the same way the Peloton girl was in one of those gin commercials. Yeah, but uh, Ryan Reynolds is just a like deep down just a, a dude that sits on Reddit all day long. Yeah, I want. What's your alt, Ryan? Yeah, he's got to be running a couple alts. <laughs> Come on, Ryan. Probably true. Missouri lawmaker introduces my smoking hot wife to legislature. <laughs> I respect it. Uh, sure, he's yeah, proud. He's a yeah. It was, it was they were welcoming the the freshman class after an election. Uh, and here's he, my smoking his first hot day wife. in there. It's like I, I guess the first day in like state legislatures, kind of just like orientation day. They're not doing much. It's like the first day of school. Yeah. Why don't so, you like, stand up, tell everyone your name, and uh, something yeah, that no, uh, you I, like to do. I think it's like anyone's entitled to like. Five minutes of speaking time. They like to introduce themselves. This guy, what I like, like to do, I like to do my smoking yeah, hot wife. Why don't like, you give him a full 360? I'd like, I'd like to first introduce my smoking hot wife. Mm-hmm. So good for him. Yeah. He loves his wife. He sure does. 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Athletes assured cardboard beds won't collapse during sex. Well, Well, I think they will test... These are, theory. these are Olympians you're talking about here. These are world-class athletes. If any bed's going to break, it's going to be when an Olympian has sex on it, let alone a cardboard bed. The, the Japanese, they did say, they're like, look, as long as there's no more than two people on the bed. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this, they're trying to make this the most, like, carbon-neutral Olympics ever. So, like, the, the bed, there's no, they're not using bed frames. They're just using, like, this weird cardboard thing. And, like, there's just a bunch of, you know, whatever. But uh, one of the... Some uh, Australian basketball player, I think, is just like, yeah, I don't think those are gonna last. And he's, he I came here to fuck. Fuck. Yeah, and the, yeah. Uh, the the well, as we all know as, from our previous reporting, uh, the Olympics, Olympic Village is a fuck a, fest. It is a fuck fest. Yeah, so. and, and good for them. Yeah, you know what's gonna be great is if they, if everything works out. This cardboard bed company just gonna be mm-hmm. skyrocketing. Yeah. So if it can survive an Olympian, yeah, it can definitely survive your fat ass. Burger King condemned by conservative moms group for using the D word in ad campaign. Douchebag? I, Dick? It took me so long to realize that they were talking about damn. They, yeah. They I said, was like, what is the D word? I what feel, could that even be? I feel Dick? like. I honestly feel like, like, subversely, they wanted to go after him because of the the veggie burger. Yeah. The Beyond Meat. Yeah. And they were looking for some way to, uh, to attack it. Yeah, and it's so all just like, some culture war shit. All right, well, they said, damn, let's go after that. Yeah. And, wh- and while good. we're here, yeah. why do you disrespect the, the cattle farmers of this country so much? These people are hurting. And you come and you say, no more beef. We're cooking fake meat made by soybean farmers, those soy boys out in the fields of Idaho. I don't think so, mister. And why don't you wash that potty mouth of yours? There's kids watching these commercials. Did you see what happened today with the uh, the Potato Farmers Union? No. They convinced uh, the Trump administration to uh, pull back the restrictions or, or whatever on the school lunches, saying that uh, a certain amount of vegetables have to be served with everything, paving the way for more uh, French fries and stuff like that in it. So, It's not welfare when it's farmers, no. I guess. Strip club hands out branded tents to homeless. This is in Vegas. No, this is in San Diego. Oh, they, I thought they did it in Vegas, too. Yeah, I think it sounds like it's a pretty common thing. Uh, yeah. Strip clubs, I mean, it's brilliant. 
It's a brilliant form of advertising that most other respectable businesses would be too afraid to get in on. Not Evian. Evian tech. <laughs> Evian tech. There's yeah. the, the dick-sucking tent. Get yeah. your Evian. Yeah, no, it's just these, these strip clubs. They're like, a lot of homeless people out there. Homeless people, they're great advertising. Give them a tent, a place to live. Mm-hmm. Put your branding on the side. People are walking through homeless encampments. They're like, you know what? I'm horny. I'm going to go down to the strip club. Yep. Get someone to grind on my pants. Nothing makes me hornier than seeing plight. Yeah. Yeah. The struggle of the American uh, man or woman. It's good. I mean, like, I don't see any other businesses doing this. It's free advertising. I mean, this hasn't, this has been happening for a while now, especially with strip clubs, because they were, like, putting, like, strip club shirts on homeless people. (laughs) Like, while they were, like, pandering on the side of the road. Yeah. Like, yeah, here's a dollar and uh, where's deja vu again? Yeah. It's great. Good for them. Canadian officials accidentally pushed nuke alert to millions. Oh, good. Was it just like Hawaii's problem? Where they, was everyone freaked uh, out and fucking or hiding I think, or I think they, having heart attacks? They worded it better as they would Canadians. Oh, jeez. Because the Hawaii one, it was just like, you're about to die. Bye-bye. See ya. The Canadian one, it was like, stand by for updates, but uh, we might be having a, a nuclear meltdown. At uh, the local power plant, mm. but uh, it did it did take over an hour for them to send out the update one. I, I, I was on Twitter at the time, and like the few Canadian people I follow, they're just like, uh, I don't know what's happening, but it sounds bad. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get an HBO series made about us. Yeah, and a, a bunch of the people interviewed, they're just like, yeah, I just watched Chernobyl. This was Here. not good timing. So, anyways, I start saving people, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to be played by someone famous, not just some background actor. Yeah. So, I start shooting dogs and cats. Yeah. Making sure they didn't have to suffer. Every dog. They're carrying it. Yeah. Put them in a ditch. Komodo dragon destroyed BBC camera by trying to have sex with it. The animals, they... Uh... Komodo dragons are dumb. If this was Diego, the sex machine tortoise, he would have known right away that that is not... It's like, this is an inefficient use of my time. Mm-hmm. Need to, I need to devote all of my energy yeah. to having sex with real tortoises. Diego fucks on camera, not with a camera. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, uh, it's kind of a gives a look behind the scenes at how they film these nature shows. Yeah. They, they had, like, a realistic-looking model of a uh, Komodo dragon and then another one of, like, a pig, both of which had cameras in them. Yeah. And the Komodos, they were horny that day. They came out. They tried to, to fuck the Komodo dragon one. Didn't feel right. She wasn't into it, so they destroyed it. And they, they got so worked up destroying that camera, they went over to the other camera that was in the shape of a pig, and they just fucked it up. Yeah. All the guys, they were just like, it's incredible. Like, it was like watching dinosaurs take apart a Jeep. Like, well, they absolutely a, fucking destroyed this shit. Speaking of animals that you can't believe how big they are until you actually see them in person, Komodo dragons are horrifying. Yeah, they're massive. Yeah, and they're... Uh, we they're, saw one in Hawaii, right? That's where we saw it? Uh, Hawaiian Zoo. Oh yeah, Honolulu the zoo. zoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're uh, and their mouths are like filthy. If yeah. you get bit by one, you need to get shots for a while. Hey, guess what? I'm never gonna get bit by a Komodo <laughs> dragon. Don't catch me near one. Don't catch me near one. Yeah. Online order of diapers arrives at Jersey City home, but they were already soiled. <laughs> oh, oops. <laughs> oops, all soiled. Yeah. Yeah, this is an Amazon order, and they're just like, what the fuck. It was from the Amazon well, workers. And Amazon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That might actually be it. Because yeah. they, they're just like, we haven't gotten any explanation for how this happened. Yeah. Like, Amazon isn't saying. They're just like. Well, no one wants to take the blame. Yeah. Just yeah. like, how does a fucking box of soiled diapers get shipped to someone as if they were clean diapers? How does this happen? 
you can't take a bathroom break because uh, you might get fired. I, so. I like this theory. This yeah. this one checks out for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plus, everyone in New Jersey, yeah, everyone knows, the people of New Jersey have no shame in wearing diapers, be it adult or child. It's a known fact. What? There's three things about New Jersey. You can't pump your own gas. They got those jug handle turns, and everyone's peeing their pants. I didn't know this, but uh, <laughs> hey, you learn something every day. Yeah, I'm a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. I, I think someday, like, you know how, like, every, every month or so, there's some story about, like, some shipment of some product landing at a store in the U.S., and there's, like, a note scrawled on the inside. It's like, hello, from China. Please help us. Life is terrible. <laughs> yeah. We're going to start getting those in Amazon packages. Yes. I, I, I think it's that's happening. In this decade, Amazon workers are going to send calls for help. Please for help <laughs> yeah. in their packages. Yeah. Uh, final headline today, large Amish party with 250 guests shut down by police. This keeps happening. Was uh, this in uh, Pennsylvania or Florida? Indiana. Indiana. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, we've. this has been, like, our second or third story about the Amish. Like, they're down to party. Yeah. And uh, they... This party, it was 250 people. That's an absolute rager. It sounds like most of these people were underage. Like, the cops showed up and everyone, like, ran away. Well, there's different laws for the Amish. They they arrested, like, you know, like, 40 underage people. May, had to take them home and shit. But, like, there was booze everywhere. Everyone's mm-hmm. having a great time. Uh, yeah, so I kind of want to party with these Amish. No one's looking at their phones. Well, you work hard, you party hard. These people work hard, Elliot. Yeah. So late night party might go might go past eight thirty. <laughs> we got a barn raising in the morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all got to be up pretty early, so you know, eight thirty, yeah. nine o'clock. You know, yeah. you make yourself scarce. Anyway, that's it for this week. If you want to watch our other videos from this week, including an episode of News Dump about Burt Ward's giant penis, big penis. Uh, um, also, we we ride a monster truck in it, so yeah. you should watch that. Yeah. Very cool. Also, uh, an episode of Tech News Day where we have Phil Larigo back joining us. Yeah, and a, and a podcast on Patreon. Yeah, all sorts of content for you to enjoy. I don't I don't see how you can complain about a thing that we said in this episode. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Yeah. Now we'll see you next time. Bye.